You are listening to The Riding, NFL DFS podcast with Pat James. Rocket Mortgage Classic Week here on the Ride In DFS and Betting Podcast. Coming off a 50-1 to 1 Harris English ticket. Love to see it. Didn't love that it took till about 8.15 at night to get that one done. I was actually at the in-laws for dinner, and I was in the living room ignoring everybody. And I'm pretty sure that my... Wife thought I was lying to her as I said, this is probably the last hole. This is probably the last hole. This is probably the last hole. Just, you know, a gritty effort from English and and Kramer Hickok. But but at the same time, both of them had uh, some chances to win that they didn't capitalize on throughout that that playoff. Um, Glad to have seen Harris English win, cash that ticket, and give us some momentum heading in to the Rocket Mortgage Classic. All right, so this one is at the Detroit Golf Club. If you'll remember, last year, uh, there was an ice cream truck circling the property at multiple different times during the event. Um, The first time it happened, uh, I told the family that I thought there was an ice cream truck outside the first time I heard it. And everybody sprang to the door, uh, and we were woefully disappointed. Just That's just something that sticks in my memory uh, from last year's event. Course, 7,300 yards. There are four really short par fours, like almost, you know, driver finesse wedge from 50 yards. Some of the long longer hitters will have. Um, there are four par fours from 450 to 500. So I looked at those two stats. Um, you're going to see a lot of the long hitters try to overpower this course, kind of like Bryson and Matthew Wolf did last year. Um, you know, just absolute bombs away and then try to just pitch on to the green. It, It could definitely work, but you know, I this is a course that I think most skill sets are are going to be just fine. Like even shorter hitters like Brendan Todd, Kevin Kisner, will be able um, to contend here. So, the one thing that stuck out to me on Fantasy National when I was reviewing these stats is that this course, the Detroit Golf Club, has an overwhelming number of fairways and greens hit in regulation, right? Well above tour average. So I think this week, the guys like Emiliano Grillo and Keegan Bradley, who I've been playing for quite some time, who are really good ball strikers, right? They're in the middle of the fairway. They're on the green usually, are at somewhat of a disadvantage, Right, so Grio and Brad and Keegan's advantage is that they're on the green more often than most, right? So you know we'll take our chances with Grio and Bradley, who aren't great putters, having a twenty footer or a twenty five footer for birdie over guys missing the green that are just having to get up and down for par. At this event, because so many guys are on in regulation, 
I think it tends to favor good putters. So that's one thing. I ticked up putting a little bit in the model. I usually don't use putting a ton. However, it absolutely jumped off the page in only two events, so we'll see. But in the two events that were here, putting was far and away the most important stat, even more so than approach. And that is very, very odd at a PGA Tour event. So what I put into the model was the usual strokes gained approach, strokes gained off the tee, um, opportunities gained. I think opportunities gained is going to be a very important stat this week too, because as you'll recall, opportunities gained is birdie chances within 15 feet or on an under regulation, meaning you have an eagle putt on a par five or an eagle putt on a par four. So, I think opportunities gained is going to be a very important stat because what that does is it narrows down the green and regulations to the more accurate approach players, right? I mean, your approach stats can be great even if you are putting 40 footers for birdie all week, right? So opportunities gained narrows that down to the most accurate approach players pretty much. So I think that is an important stat. Um, I baked into the model all of the proximity ranges that I think were important. Um, there are going to be, uh, on the par fives, you know, they're going to have 200 plus. Um, and then also, potentially on some par fours, but I, I highly doubt that. But, you know, the short wedges, are, I think, are going to be really important this week. Um, with there being a bunch of short par fours and long par fives. I think we are going to see a lot of approach shots from 75 to 125. So I put those, that's two distances in the Fantasy National model. I put those distances in as well. Um, like I said, I, I ticked up putting a little bit. And I also added a little bit of driving distance. I sorted by easy relative to par courses. Um, I looked at it, you know, just straight up, and then I sorted by easy relative to par, just because, you know, this is going to be a birdie fest, right? This is going to be a birdie or better challenge for the for these golfers. And, you know, certain golfers just come to mind when you think, you know, 20 under. Some guys that are grinders, probably not going to get to 20 under in their life, right? They're going to win tournaments that are eight under. They're going to win tournaments that are six under, more difficult courses. Then there's guys that are going to win the Rocket Mortgage at 24 under, um, you know, 20 under, something like that. Now, I don't know if it's going to get to that point this week, but it's definitely an easier course where birdies are in port. Okay, let's take a look at the top 10 in my statistical model. Number one, is Jason Kokrak. Two is Charlie Hoffman. Three is Bryson DeChambeau. Four is Phil. Five is Cameron Tringali. Six is Grio. Seven is Gary Woodland. Eight is Max Homa. Nine is Patton Kazire. And ten is Keegan Bradley. Um, of note, twelve is Doc Redman, who I, I really like. And, and we'll go right into it here. Doc Redman is going to be an outright bet for me. I found him at 55 to 1. I tweeted out before the odds route. If I see a 50 or better, I'm just going to take Doc. He has a runner-up. 
at the Detroit Golf Club. He's been putting well. He is, you know, really the only weakness in his game and, and why he has kind of fallen off is is off the tee. Um, so I think Doc is going to be okay this week off the tee, at least in the first two tournaments at this golf course, was not um, a huge factor, right? So like guys like Bryson and, and Wolf who got the ball out there were fine. You know, they had their wedges in and they scored well. But got, they, they didn't gain a ton of strokes on guys that were 80 yards behind them, right? Because, you know, some guys just want to hit it to 150 instead of 80 because that's their number, right? They'd rather hit a, a smooth nine into the green than their lob wedge. And, and because of that, you know, hitting it a mile really didn't do a ton for Bryson and Matt Wolf. Um, yes, they... They were first and second, but they got it done. You know, where they gained strokes was mainly with their putter. So um, so Doc is really good with his wedges, though. So if he does have those distances, he'll be fine. Um, you know, he rates out well from the par four distances. He is, you know, and like I said, the, really the only thing that's worrisome is his, is his driving distance. Um, but if he is is okay from those ranges that that 100 to 125 or even 125 to 150 which he is he, I mean he's 19th in the field I think Doc is a really good play here he is rounding into form um, as you if you do the rolling report on Fantasy National which kind of shows you um, gives you a look at you know 50 rounds 36 rounds 24 rounds 12 rounds all the way down to four rounds he is getting progressively better rounding into form as you get or I should say, as you decrease the rounds, you know, getting more recent form into play, um, Doc just shoots up the model. So I like Doc Redman. Um, number one in the model is Kokrak. He will also be a win bet for me. I found him at 30 to 1. Uh, I mean, just second in opportunities gained, fifth in putting. Right there, right off the bat. Just love those two stats, right? Because if he is sticking within 15 feet and the putter's hot, I think Cole Crack can definitely get uh, to 20 under in this tournament, right? He, he and he does if he wants to take the driving distance route. He's a beast, you know. He hits the ball far. Um, he's number one in par five scoring over the last 24 rounds. I honestly don't see a weakness here for Cole Crack. I mean, it could be a week where he just doesn't play well, but statistically, over the last 24 rounds, according to this model and what I've seen with my own eyes. Kokrak is a bargain at 30 to 1. My third outright is going to be Matthew Wolf. He's a guy like Redmond that's getting better and better. You know, he was hurt um, earlier in the season and, you know, took some time off, came back, and has looked good since. Um, he, you know, he rates out well in opportunities gained in putting, the two things that I looked at, especially if you shrink the model down. In terms of rounds, he did miss the Traveler, the cut at the Travelers last week. He did miss the cut at the Travelers last year, right before putting up a runner-up. So I'm not too worried about that. Um, but his driving distance, the par four hole yardages uh, are, are there. He's solid par five score, and he's been putting well. So I think we're getting like you know baby Bryson here at a a discount, a huge discount. I mean Bryson's basically eight to one. 
um, and Matthew Wolf. You can find I have him at twenty eight to one. That's where that was the lowest I could find him. I've seen some um, different numbers. You know, I look at uh, different books that I'm not allowed to bet on, uh, and I saw I think I saw thirty to one. So there's there's pretty decent numbers out there on Wolf. Um, and the one thing that popped out for me on Wolf was that. When you sort by easy courses, meaning when you sort by birdie fests, he vaults up the leaderboard like a like a rocket. Um, so having a piece of wolf in a birdie fest when his stats are are rounding into form, when I think he is on the verge of a little bit of a breakthrough at twenty eight to one, I like it a lot. So I was gonna stop there, like I did last week, right? We only bet. I didn't love the Travelers uh, numbers last week, and I only took three outrights, which made the 50 to 1 hit even better because I didn't even have my normal allotment of uh, bankroll in play at the Travelers. And it's funny, that happened, what was it, uh, at the Zurich? We hit the first round leader, Bryce Garnett and Scott Stallings, and I basically took that week off aside from betting that first round leader, and I think Hovland and Ventura to win. So maybe I should just shrink my bankroll. Uh, the, the two weeks in this season that I barely had anything in play um, hit a 50 to 1, and I believe the Garnett and Stallings was 70 to 1. Anyway, I think my last outright, I'm going to play a fourth, um, and I have it narrowed down to a few guys. One is Kevin Kisner. You know, he just had a really nice showing at the Travelers. He's finished well here at the Rocket Mortgage before. I think he has a third. Um, he is a good putter. He is someone who, you know, if this turns into a high rate of fairways hit, greens and regulation, and then, you know, the winning golfer is just the person who makes the most 15 footers i like kevin kisner in that instance um you know he's he rates out okay in in other spots hasn't been playing the best in general outside of his finish last week so that's definitely something to keep in mind um if i was gonna go somewhat more down the leaderboard man kazire is you know, he's a very good putter. He's someone who is 11th in opportunities gained. He's a, a pretty solid par 5 scorer. Um, he rates out well from the proximities and the hole yardages. Uh, so I think um, Kazire is, is interesting. I, I don't think... I think I'm probably going to keep it to four guys between 30 and 70 or so. So I don't know if Kazire is going to, to get my money. Uh, maybe Charlie Hoffman, maybe stay on the Charlie Hoffman uh, bandwagon. He came in second in the model, third in opportunities gained, third in approach. His putting's been a little wonky, but that is the reason that he really hasn't cashed in. Maybe it gets going. He's not a bad putter. Uh, it's just it hasn't been great recently. Um, he's really good with his wedges. You know what? Man, Charlie. I think maybe Charlie is, I love, I always love Hoffman first round leader because he can get really hot. Um, He just usually doesn't have it all for four rounds. Uh, But, you know, the the whole yardages, 
and proximities are pretty solid. Yeah, you know what? Oh, man, Hoffman, Kisner, and Homa, I think, are going to be... That's who my last win bet is going to come down to. You can check my Fanshare Sports article uh, Wednesday, Tuesday night, Wednesday morning, to see who the fourth guy there is that I pulled the trigger on. Um, so let's just talk about like DK first round leader type plays here. Um, Sepp Straka, he is an absolute must for me on DK first round leader, even a place bet this week, however risky you're feeling, top 10 through top 40. Um, great course history here, rates out well from all the proximities um, and is, you know, and even from all the other, uh, you know, opportunities gained approach, driving distance, all those other uh, stat categories, he's like hovering in like the top 25 range. So I like Sepp Straka a lot. Um, Joseph Bramlett, I, I don't think I have written him up at all this year, but for whatever reason, he popped in my model. I don't think I've ever seen him in my model. Like, I don't think he's ever cracked the top 50 in a model I've ever made, to be completely honest with you. But he hits the long ball, and he's a good wedge player. So those are two things that were important to me this week. Uh, those short, finesse-type flip wedges. Um, you know, if you have the clock dialed in, and what I mean by that is, you know, in that takeaway, you know exactly how far the ball is traveling when you bring the club back in the takeaway to 8 o'clock, 9 o'clock, 10 o'clock. If you have those dialed in, you can definitely score at Detroit. And, uh, and Bramlett is one of those guys. Scott Piercy is another one. Two, I mean, I, Piercy. I, I, this, for whatever reason, and you know, I, uh, sometimes I, uh, I take into account or I play a guy because he's on fire or for whatever reason, because I just have an affinity to that player. But, you know, 75% of my decisions are based on statistical modeling. And Piercy popped. So Bramlett, Piercy haven't, even Straka haven't really popped in my model at all this year. Um, Straka a little bit at the beginning. But, you know, Piercy's, he's in that rolling report, he's rounding into form. He rates out well. Um, birdie or better and you know opportunities gained is pretty good he's a good driver he's a good par five score and he rates out well from those proximities so scott piercy first round leader top 20 dk cam tringali uh, a guy that we've been on for most for much of the season um i think he could win this tournament i just don't like his number so, you know, DraftKings and first round leader it is. I don't even like his his place bet numbers because obviously if his win bet, uh, if his outright number is short, so too are his top five, top 10, top 20. Um, but he's good from the wedge distances as well. He's good off the tee, can hit it long. So I, I like Tringali this week. If this tournament plays like the first two Rocket Mortgages uh, putting contest. I think Tringali's in good shape. He's a very good putter. Uh, from there, Sebastian Munoz. Now, if you really want to bomb, 200 to 1, I think he currently is. Sebastian Munoz. I really like Munoz this week, especially on DraftKings and potentially for a first-round leader. He rates out 25th in the model. He's been putting really well. He's a pretty good 
uh, score from the par four hole ranges that 350 to 400. And the thing that I, that popped out for for Munoz for me is he's he's pretty good with the wedges, so at least he has a very good one of one of his wedges is very good because he rates out seventh from a hundred to one hundred twenty five. So you can hang your hat on the fact that on all of those holes on the par fives and on the par fours that are fairly short, he is going to be hitting to that one hundred to 125 range, right? I'm assuming that's probably a sand wedge for him um, or maybe even uh, a gap wedge. You can best believe that he's going to be hitting that number and then hopefully staking greens and making putts because I will have him first round leader, um, a place bet, and then also on DraftKings. Let's talk about Troy Merritt. Uh, Troy Merritt over the last... 24 rounds rates out 17th in this model however if i were to shrink this down and listen my modeling you know there are tournaments where the models i create are not predictive whatsoever right and that goes for for anybody that creates model and you know handicaps golf there are just some tournaments where you don't have a read on it i personally think this is going to be in terms of modeling and opportunities gained slash proximity plus putting plus par five scoring course. And Troy Merritt checks those boxes. He is sixth in opportunities gained over his last 24 rounds and first in putting. Um, and he's 25th, 30th, uh, and 20th from the required distances. I just think, you know, not a win bet. I don't think Troy Merritt's going to, you know, be holding the Rocket Mortgage Classic hardware at the end of this. But I think he's a very good first-round leader bet, a very good DraftKings play, and a very good top 10 or 20 bet. Uh, from there, like I already mentioned, Pat and Kazire, great putter, doing very well. As of the last 24 rounds, in opportunities gained, he has a, he has a very good wedge and he's a good, he's fifth in the 350 to 400 range on par fours. So I like Patton Kazire as well. And then Cam Davis, um, he's a guy that I couldn't get off of uh, in like February and March. And then I don't think I've clicked his name for two months. But we are going to get back on the Cam Davis train he rates out um, 23rd overall in the model, which is pretty good. Uh, but when you sort by easy courses, Davis is up there, right? So he definitely uh, is someone that I could see making a ton of birdies. He's a pretty good putter. He is uh, he's solid from the wedge distances. He's even solid from the long iron distances. So if he wants to go for the green on some of those par fives, he can definitely do it. He's a, he's a good driver of the golf ball. The form isn't there, but I think that's something that we can overlook. And that will do it. Pretty much everybody I gave you there in that first round leader, DK, top 10, 20, 30, 40 range is, is like a severe punt this week, right? Sometimes most Sometimes the guys that pop are, you know, middle of the pack guys. Those were like all punts. So that is, those are the guys I would build 
my my dart throws around, right? So I didn't mention guys, you know, like Bryson. Sure, on DraftKings, Bryson, Patrick Reed, Will Zell, Torres, Joaquin Neiman. I like all those guys. I'm not betting them. Uh, they'll probably uh, be in my DraftKings player pool. Um, at least Bryson will be for sure. Um, Zell Torres will be for sure. But overall, I am um, focusing on, I think, on betting this week. I don't know if I'm going to play a ton of DraftKings. I do like all those those punts that we mentioned, though, as you know, the 6 and 7K guys in your DK lineups. Um, but real quick, before we get out of here, let me go through the... The one thing that we didn't do was go through the model outside of the overall rank. Uh, and we usually go through stat by stat to see who pops in in certain categories. So opportunities gained over the last 24 rounds, Grio, Kokrak, Hoffman, Matsuyama, Kyle Stanley. Putting over the last 24 rounds, Troy Merritt, Vaughn Taylor, Chesson Hadley. Chesson Hadley's another guy who has been playing well and putting well that I think could make noise. Patton Kazire, Jason Kokrak. Approach, Emiliano Grio, Matsuyama, Hoffman, Zalatoris, Stanley, Kokrak. Driving distance, Bryson, Champ, Gordon, Woodland, and Ryan Brem. Par 5 scoring, Kokrak, Willett, Sabatini, Bo Van Pelt. I kind of like Bo Van Pelt this week as well. Webb Simpson. I mean, I thought Webb was going to be sneaky good this week. He's 16-1. to 1. Man, I don't know why, but they seem to they seem to really keep Webb up near the top of the board. I know this week's field is not really strong, but um, I think he has done enough or hasn't done enough to merit that number at this point. Uh, par fours from 350 to 400. Si Wu, Lucas Glover, Sebastian Munoz, Nick Taylor, Patton Kazire. The other par four distance, 450 to 500. Bubba, Chris Kirk, James Hahn, Keegan Bradley, Emiliano Grillo. The wedge distances, I have two of them here. They are Glover, Tringali, Potter, Hoagie, and Redman. And then from 100 to 125, Tringali, uh, KJ Choi, Joseph Bramlett, Charlie Hoffman, Cam Percy. From the deep distance, right, guys that might be able to hit the par fives in two, Vaughn Taylor, Bryson DeChambeau, Will Zalatoris, Jason Kokrak, Scott Stallings. I feel like I said Von Taylor's name a lot throughout that. Uh, yeah, he's 16th in the model. Tack Von Taylor on to the end there as well. Let me quickly sort by easy courses, birdie fest courses. Matthew Wolf rates out number one in the model. Sepstraka is two. Cam Davis is three. Webb Simpson is four. And Cameron Tringali is fifth. Um, you know, Cameron Tringali, if he could ever put four days of golf together, I would probably be betting him much more than I have. Speaking of four days of golf, um, just played in a member member four days in a row. And I honestly don't know how these guys just play golf all year long, basically every single day except the day that they travel to the next course. Like Matt Kuchar, who just plays every single tournament at, at his age, it's wild to me. I feel like I'm in pretty good shape. 
I'm not even on the wrong side of 35 yet. And that took a lot out of me. Four straight days of golf took a lot out of me. My elbow hurts. My feet hurt. I don't know how these guys play six days of golf and practice and then go to the range afterwards. And listen, I know that they are, they get the best treatment and they get the best of everything, but it is a taxing proposition to play 72 holes of golf um, in four days. And if you're wondering if I, if, if we took it down, if we were the club member member champions, you should know better because if we were, I would have led with it right off the top of the podcast, but live to fight another day, live to golf another day. That will do it for the ride in. My article will be up on Fanshare Sports Tuesday night, early Wednesday morning. Good luck in all of your rocket mortgage betting and DFS contests.